0: Been listening to the Channel. told Channel. the world would be today we'll be talking about ghosts hello there I'm your host Mr SN I hope you're doing well if you're new here welcome if you're returning. You're always welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about what the Bible says about ghosts. By the way, the persons that sent me a message, actually one person, concerning my background music said I should keep it back. So, my background music is back, thanks to that person. Alright, so, ghosts. We've heard about them, we've seen them in movies, we've watched Ghostbusters, we've seen Casper the Friendly Ghosts. Uh, We've heard spooky ghost stories that will make your hair spin. We've heard of Madame Koi Koi. If you've been (laughs) in Nigeria long enough to pass through the secondary school system, you've heard of Madame Koi Koi. The story is supposed to be that certain woman or certain... uh, in hostels they hear these uh, Koi Koi Shoe. Koi Koi, like somebody who is walking but they don't see anybody. And of course, there are many other ones if people have seen people playing ball or you've seen things moving, but you don't see human beings. So, there are many uh, superstitions out there about ghosts. There are many reasons why people believe that there are actually ghosts running around. Now, the definition of a ghost would be a disembodied spirit. A spirit without a body. Someone who existed on this planet and died, but for some reason is still roaming the earth. And I hope you're not being scared because we're not being given spirit of fear for the power of law and the sound mind. So you may want to say that to yourself a few times as we're going, if you're the kind of person that is afraid of these kinds of things. But it's to be confronted because the Bible actually has a few things to say about this matter. So ghosts have been, you know, in many stories, in folklore, in myths, they are in your African tales they are I mean the white man has his fair share of (laughs) of such stories and everything so it goes to the disembodied spirit one run up and down some people would say that there are haunted houses maybe someone did not die properly maybe a person was murdered in a particular house after that they start to see the person moving around you know in the house or whatever and of course we've had tons of horror movies that have been made based on this idea alone, you know, haunted houses, haunted places, haunted businesses, haunted everything, haunted um, devices or objects and all that stuff and one thing you have to realize is that Satan (laughs) can use these things to put fear inside you, that's part of why we're going to be addressing today because um, whatever is not addressed will just be an area for Satan to be able to take advantage of you Okay, so I've explained what ghosts are—disembodied spirits—and in fact, the the Greek word used for uh, ghosts in some texts of scriptures is the word phantasma. Um, A very good example would be Jesus in Luke chapter twenty-four, verse thirty-six to forty-three. All right, because the Bible does have something to say about this. Which is why we're covering it. (laughs) I won't just be talking from my head. So it says, Now, as these things, as they said these things, just himself stood in the midst of them. This is just after the resurrection. So the idea is that he has died, and most of his disciples have not seen him when he rose from the dead, but now he appears to them for the first time. He stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace be to you. But they were terrified and frightened. Who would not be when you saw someone die and the person? is in your room again what would you think it says and suppose that they had seen a spirit so look at it right now these people obviously believed in spirits or in ghosts as i said it's something that has permeated different cultures if not every culture around the world the idea that there are these guys who are dead but are still around with us who are still moving around In some cases, creaking havoc. In some cases, being peaceful. Whatever, whatever. So, it says they were terrified. (laughs) And he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that is, I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. So, Jesus helps us to define a disembodied spirit. They don't have a body they don't have flesh they don't have bones in other words if a person is a ghost or a spirit they have no body. and by that it just means some things are just logical here that we can actually draw out it just means they will not even have contact with the physical world they may exist on a physical plane but they won't be seen they won't be heard because our bodies are what we used to interact with this world your body is how you interact. It's how you touch things. It's how you, you know, smell, feel breeze on your body or wind. You know, it's it's how you sense and interact and enjoy this world. It's like a suit for this planet or for let's just say physical reality. Without a body, you cannot experience the world. So, Him appearing to them, you know, this is even the second, I think, second time where they thought he was a ghost. The first time was when he walked on water. And when they saw him, they were scared. They thought they had seen a ghost. So it's common uh, to say, or we can deduce that in Jewish um, culture, the idea of ghosts was a very. well spoken of thing that is oh i've seen a ghost this and that and that you know there was that fear of ghosts because people fear what they don't understand (laughs) okay (laughs) so let's now crack on so what we're dealing with here as i said is not just the fact that there are spirits or ghosts there are in fact you will become one when you die the moment you leave this body or paul will say it like this or is it Peter, the moment I cast off this tent, when you cast off this tent, you are going to be a disembodied spirit. You will not have a physical body, but guess what? You will be spirit. You will have a spiritual body. Are you seeing that? You will not be naked. You will have a spiritual body. You will be you, except for the fact that you will not have a physical body. This physical body is a suit you can sleep on to the point that even your fingers, your hand, is like a glove if you think about it so if you see five fingers okay let me say like this your physical body is proof that your spiritual body looks similar the same you have five fingers the way you're looking at them you have five fingers spiritually we look at the story of the rich man lazarus and we can see that that the man had all his faculties intact including eyes nose mouth tongue you know a body and everything so don't be afraid you will not look like casper the friendly ghost with a tail stop watching that rubbish and getting your information from trash sources, get it from the right source, the scriptures. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Yeah, so we've established that Jesus said he was not a spirit. And that's important because he rose physically from the dead. You can't pin that on him and say, no, he's a Some People, in fact, have heard some very crazy ideas from some scholars who want to discredit the resurrection. And they say, yes, yeah, so just rose, but he rose in the hearts of his disciples, in the hearts of those people. And I'm like, something is wrong with you. What do you mean by that? In the heart of his disciples. No, it was physical, it was bodily. And that is where we place our hope. So to get right into it, do ghosts actually exist? Do they stay on the earth when people die? Do they linger? Are they allowed to stay? Are they allowed to haunt houses? If they died unjustly, would they hang around? What, What happens, right? And what's all this that people are seeing? Well, let's read a text of scripture that should help put some of these things to rest. Hebrews 9 verse 27, it says, And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this is the judgment. Now, that is quite interesting. It is appointed for men to what die once. How many times? Once, and then what? Judgment. So from this text, it really doesn't really look like spirits have leeway to be hanging around the earth for long. Mark what I said for long. All right. When a person dies, man, yeah, they could be around a little, but then, I mean, I'm and I'm saying that purely from the research of what we call NDEs, near-death experiences. People who die for a moment they don't always just from their accounts, they don't just go immediately. Some hang around a little before they, you know, pot. So, but that's irrelevant. The Bible tells us that it's appointed for man to die once after that judgment. <laughs> so, there is no ground. The Bible has said it, the scriptures are clear on it. You can't hang around for long, you have to go to the judgment. And Paul confirms this in Second Corinthians 5. From verse 6, he says, So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith number sides. We are confident, yes, well, please, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So, Paul is saying that when we leave the body, we are what? Present with the Lord. That is, those of us who are saved. Once we leave the body, we are present with the Lord. He didn't leave room for anything else for the believer. If you die now as a believer, it says you will be present with the Lord. There is no no doubt about that. And that's what we call assurance of salvation. Are you seeing that? Stop being afraid that if I die, what's going to happen to me? Where will I go? No, the believer knows where he will go. He's a citizen of heaven. Are you seeing that? To be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. That's what it means for a Christian. That's amazing. Therefore, we will make we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to Him, for we must all appear before what the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Are you seeing that? So it's clear that <laughs> once you die, judgment awaits. For the believer, it's the judgment seat of Christ. For the unbeliever, it is still judgment before God. Are you seeing that? It is still judgment for God. Both of them will be judged. So, it doesn't look like there's room for wandering around or for staying on this planet without a license. Because <laughs> no, no one is going to give you that license. Not God, nobody. But then there's a story in the Old Testament that also brings home this point. That story is... In First Samuel chapter 28, and I'll read it from verse 7 or 5, it's a story of Saul when he was in a place where God had departed from him. God was not with him anymore. And there was a war with the philistines let us read from verse 4 then the philistines gathered together and came and encamped at shumen or shunem so saul gathered all israel together and they encamped at gilboa when saul saw the army of the philistines he was afraid and his heart trembled greatly and when saul inquired of the lord the lord did not answer him either by dreams or by urim or by the prophets so saul was scared of the army that he saw because if god was with him he would not be scared and that just is very instructive you get that fear is a... For the believer, fear is not an indication of the Lord not being with you, but it's an indication of the fact that you need to actually... um, You need to get the assurance. You need to build yourself up back on God's word before you approach situations or issues. You cannot enter into some things with fear. You will be defeated. Are you seeing that? So he was afraid. And Saul inquired of the Lord. The Lord didn't answer him now look at this either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets in other words it means that God used to speak to Saul based on the fact that he was anointed of God through you know maybe dreams there's something we call the Urim Is a way that the Jews um, back then I think it's based on the Jewish the priesthood there's a way that that thing used to confirm what God is saying so verse 7 says then Saul said to his servants find me a woman who is a medium that I may go to her and inquire of her alright and his servant said to him, In fact, there is a woman who is a medium at Endo. Now, um, if you read it in the King James, it actually says this word medium, it actually says, Find me a woman who has a familiar spirit. Or I would better put it, a woman who consults with familiar spirits. Are you seeing that? That's where we get the idea of familiar spirit. <laughs> if you have been to any of these deliverance meetings where they say, um, Talk about familiar spirit and everything, I'm going to get into that in a second. So Saul disguised himself and went to the woman and he says here, and he said, please conduct a seance for me and bring up for me the one I shall name for you. Verse 9, then the woman said to him, look, you know that Saul has, what Saul has done and he has cut off the mediums and the spirituals from the land because it was illegal, obviously. Um, okay, let's just move on. It says here, verse 11, the woman agreed to, you know, necromance or bring up the dead. So, the woman said, "Whom shall I bring up for you? And he said, Bring up Samuel for me. Now, pay close attention to what happens here. Bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman spoke to Saul, saying, Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. Now, I have a question. Why was this woman terrified? After all, it's what she does. She brings up the dead right she does that but she saw the dead that she supposedly brings up (laughs) she saw the dead and screamed why well (laughs) i'll just tell you right out let's okay let's look at verse 13 and the king said to her do not be afraid what do you see and the woman said to saul i see i saw a spirit ascending out of the earth so he said to her what is his form and she said an old man is coming up and is covered with a mantle and Saul perceived that it was samuel and stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down now there was a conversation that ensued between samuel and saul where samuel actually said to saul why are you disturbing me and saul's you know narrated his plight the philistines are upon me and all that and samuel told him you know it's almost like telling him to all anyway samuel summarized and said look you guys are gonna die you and your sons are going to be with me t- tomorrow wherever I am in this spirit form, you're going to be with me. But now let's go back to the witch or the necromancer or the um, spiritualist or the woman with the familiar spirit. Why was she surprised when Samuel came out of the ground? She was surprised because they don't actually have the power or ability to bring the dead back the way they say. I don't know if you've seen those movies in... um, You know, it's not a movie... Uh, that uh, particular, it's on DSTV. <laughs> the it's a show of a certain you know people who go to these mediums and then their loved ones. Now, medium also means like a you know a you know it's just like the way media, media or medium. is like TV for example. It's a it's a channel. It's the way through which you communicate with the other side. So. You see them on those TV shows where she has a crystal ball and she's communicating with the dead spirit of somebody. She has someone the spirit. And then she's telling the person sitting down there um, many different things about his or her life that according to her, the spirit is telling her and all that. And it's actually quite tempting for people to do this when they've lost a loved one. You know, the idea of hearing from the loved one and all that stuff to get some form of comfort. You understand? But I want to say that this woman proves something that they do not actually contact the dead. What actually happened there was a miracle. It was something that God permitted. God actually permitted the real Samuel to rise. That's why when she saw him, she was scared because that doesn't happen. In fact, I'll tell you for free what happens. And this is where we get into what ghosts actually are. All right? Since it is clear that men and women, when they die, they leave this world for judgment. Then, it just rules out man as a possibility of what we call ghosts or all these experiences. But it brings into other people. We have angels, we have demons. Now, the angels of God cannot do that. It It is nowhere in scripture that they actually do that or are allowed to do that. But you know who can do that? It's called the devil and his minions, demons. Because the Bible says the thief comes to steal to, to kill to destroy. They are full of mischief. They hate mankind and they will do anything to destabilize mankind, to hurt mankind, and to make mankind chase shadows. Are you seeing that? So it is most likely, most likely that what we call ghosts are actually um demon spirits that actually act like the person who died and they give people all these experiences to freak them out to make them afraid and that's actually good news for the believer if you think about it (laughs) it means that we don't have to call the ghostbusters we don't have to call the ghostbusters because of a spiritual for example if you feel that a room in your house is haunted or your compound is haunted or whatever there's stories of ghosts, you should be rejoicing because it is not your dead uncle or auntie. It is not. The witch at Endor clearly showed us she was shocked when the real Samuel came up. (laughs) Yes, Samuel was not roaming up and down. That's the point. He wasn't roaming everywhere. No, he was in one place and he came up. And so... It's actually demon spirits that do that. They are the ones who do that. And in fact, there are many cases of people who have gone to haunted houses and commanded the devilish, the demon spirit that we have authority over, by the way, to get out of the house and the demon flees and the house is fine. Yes, because you have authority. All authority has been given to us. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 28. It has been given to me. We are his body, so we are in him. Ephesians chapter 1. Right? we Bible talks about the fact that he is the head of principalities and powers he is far above principalities, powers might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but that which is to come and all these are put under his feet and that headship has been given over to the church which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all things, so he has the authority Jesus, we have that authority by extension so you should not be afraid of demonic spirits that is what ghosts are. Are you seeing that? That's what ghosts are. To crown this or wrap this up, I want to just address one thing that would probably cause some confusion. Why was Samuel coming from the ground? I thought that we when we die, we go to heaven. Well, it is because at that time Jesus had not died. And so those who had put their faith in God, right, when they were alive, when they died, they went down into the ground. They actually went to a place you know, prepared for them, called Abraham's bosom. It's where we see Lazarus going to. Remember, Lazarus when he died, the Bible says that he was with Abraham's bosom. He was with Abraham. So there was a place. And if you know anything about Abraham, Abraham is supposed to be the father of faith. And we have been explaining in the book of Romans that um, he is the one who set the pattern for the rest of us to follow, which is faith. And so it is only sensible that those who have put their faith in in God, you get for their salvation even in the old testament times they were all in one place it was more of a it was a chilling place nobody could ascend to heaven but they were somewhere there that is why samuel rose from the ground are you seeing that but to be comforted you have to realize there's no such thing as that your relatives or whoever have who have died they have gone if they are born again they've gone to be with the lord that's what we know from scriptures and we are not allowed to contact them. The scriptures is very explicit about contacting mediums. Oh, and I just remembered, the lady, how did she know? If truly it was not, um, or it is not our dead relatives, how do the people, mediums, how do they know... um, what we are, like, how do they know the things that are happening in our lives. So, if you contact those people, they will, tell, they will start telling you stuff. It will be like, your dead husband is there and he's telling you um, this and telling you that and telling you that and telling you that and telling you many things that you, about yourself. And that's actually what makes people confident that it is actually their dead relative that is speaking to them. But the, it's it's really simple. That woman, her, the spirit, she was called a woman with a familiar spirit, right? Right? Now, that word familiar spirit would actually have a lot to do with the fact that while people are alive, you understand, demon spirits have information. We remember the story of um, the seven sons of Sceva, right, who went around casting out, they were not born again, but they went around doing exorcism to try to cast out devils from people. And they met a certain man that said, Paul, I know. There's a demon in the man." said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know, but who are you? did you see that so it means that they have a network of information that spirit was saying eh, we know Paul we know Jesus of course they knew, yes even when Jesus was cast out devils they will all say they, you know they will scream out and say we know who you are you are the son of God so it means that demons know things and by the virtue of the fact that they are, they are on this earth they've been on this earth for a very long time and all that they probably follow people around like that that is they they just they gather information like that they gather information doesn't mean they're that smart at it anyway, <laughs> because you <laughs> know I'll discuss that another that time. They're not that they're not that good at it, but they can actually know certain things about where a person lives and all those things. They can't do anything to you uh, because you're in Christ, but they can be mischievous if a person seeks to consult the dead and bring up that information to convince you that you are talking to your dead relative. But let me say this: you can get demon possessed. A demon can enter you by such nonsense. You don't do that. Don't be ever. ever. It is strictly forbidden in the Bible. In fact, they would stone you to death for doing it in the Old Testament. Leviticus 20.27 Men and women among you who act as mediums or psychics must be put to death by stoning. They are guilty of a capital offense. Are you seeing that? Leviticus 19.31 Do not turn to mediums or seek out spirits for you will be defiled by them. I am not your God. So God is saying in a measure to, to keep you safe from harm from demonic manipulation he's saying do not visit these people do not contact them do not do that it is unscriptural to do so because Satan will take advantage of the situation we can be comforted with scriptures when our loved ones go and what is in scripture should be enough for us that we will see them again that they are with Jesus if they were born again they are with Jesus and when he returns they will come back with him that should be enough for us it's wrong with me. Yeah, that should be enough for us. So, with all this, I hope I've been able to answer questions and display certain fears from your mind. So anytime you see all these ghostbusters, all these movies, just know that they are lies of the devil. Satan has no such power. You understand? Um, human beings cannot just stay, you know, by their will. No, they have to go. Once a man dies, judgment is the next thing. And what people see as ghosts are demonic spirits, which are very easy to cast out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So, guys, that's it for today. I hope you learned something you definitely should have. Why don't you share this with your friends so they also know about ghosts and what the Bible has said about them? All right. That's it, guys. Have a wonderful day. God bless you and bye bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram at pst.essien, pst.essi.e.n. Also, if you've been blessed and you'd love to support what we do here at MOG Podcast, then you can give to 106207685 six two zero seven six eight five. I'll say that again, 0106-207-685 GT Bank. God bless you.